do it. Hello there, this is Phil Rosenthal. You're listening to the Film Thug Show. And I can tell you that the Film Thugs will never have a fridge just for soda. That joke was so inside, he didn't even get it. That's right. When I told him to say it. Hi, everyone. We are the Film Thugs, the longest-running, most prolific independent film and video and entertainment podcast in the world. His name would be Clarkson. Uh-huh. My name would be Jim. And when our powers combine, we are the Film Thugs. Uh, and welcome to the show. I'm timing that out a little better. I'm getting there. We're getting that. We're getting that. Um, this is your source for everything about us. Um, <laughs> if you want to... <laughs> It's just a great segue. Yes, it is. If you would like to hear more of our bullshit, you can check us out at www.thefilmthugs.com or at www.thelifemasters.podbean.com. Live Masters is where we uh, life coach you. This is just where we talk about movies. Either case, please rate and review both of them on iTunes. Check both of of the shows out at Facebook, Twitter. Uh, They are The Life Masters and The Film Thugs, respectively, on both of those. And uh, Skype us at the film th- the underscore film underscore thugs or the life masters on Skype or dial five one two six 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 rant and he got us or you can just go to Patreon and kick us a little bit of money yeah just do that now before we get going I want to my recommendation of the week my stone cold lock of the, my stone cold lock of the century of the week right. is um, every frame of painting on YouTube. Okay. Uh, I sent. That's what did the Kurosawa yes. thing that I sent you, and I don't know if you watched any others on it. No. But uh, they have one like they have shit like um, Steven Spielberg Wonder the 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 long take by Steven Spielberg's mm. use of long takes. They have uh, you know, uh, the Kurosawa using motion. They have how Jackie Chan combines action and comedy. Uh, how Edgar Wright creates a visual gag. And it's like I didn't really realize the guy made the best statement about film comedy nowadays. Is we don't have film comedy. What we have is lightly edited improvisation. Yes. That's the best way I've ever heard it put is lightly edited improv. It's people standing around talking about shit. Pretty much. And uh, Edgar Wright is very good at stitching the joke in with visual stuff. Like they used... um, uh, old school. I, I told my wife I wasn't going to drink. I got a big day tomorrow. Uh, yeah, very funny. Or you could do what they did in the at World's End, where it's like you're not drinking. My God. Then pint, 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 water. Visually nailing it. Or you know when you show one character going from, uh, you know, moving to a new town. Most comedies send out a B unit. Right. Film cars moving left to right. General landmarks. A few aerial shots and. Slice it together under a poppy soundtrack so the audience doesn't get bored. Right. Or Hot Fuzz, where it is a series of quick cuts. Taxi, train, train station, train station later, train, cut to the phone, bars disappearing. Showing all that shit in a funny visual gag that has a lot going on storytelling-wise. Yeah. Uh, You have catastrophic news coming on the... uh, Catastrophic news that's going to be important later. You can do what they did in This Is The End where two characters are talking and then it cuts to a TV screen talking about a sinkhole opening up in another country. Right. Or as there is panic in the streets of London as people are being viciously, brutally attacked and eaten alive. Like, yes. Brilliant editing. How, how do you, it's fantastic. It is, I cannot recommend it highly enough. So get on that. Mm-hmm. 
Why are you listening to us? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. After you Listen get done to listening to us. And then do that. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, man, there's just nothing interesting that I've seen or has really happened this week. This has been kind of a dead week. Yes. It was nothing um, but work for me this past week. Yeah. So. Yeah. We were going to try and see Hardcore Henry, mm-hmm. but. Nope. No doing. Did not work. So Ugh, uh, I haven't paid attention to anything. It's just been work, work, work. Rumblings of politics here and there. But even I, yeah, the junkie that I am, was like, you know what? Yeah. I, don't, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I know Ted Cruz is in New York. Uh-huh. Not a good place for Ted. Nope. <laughs> it's not good. Well, he didn't mean <laughs> when he said about values in New York. You, if you're explaining, you're losing. Exactly. So just... Take this one all the way. What I love is I follow Ron Paul on Facebook and how the Rule 40, which is going to be what's used against... The Ron Paul Rule? The Ron Paul Rule. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Because the fact that he's pointing at... Yeah, yeah. It's That's the mine. fucking Ron Paul Rule. It's brilliant. Can, they can change it at any time. Yep, and they will. And, of course. Ugh, of course God, they it's will. It's going to be amazing. It's going <laughs> to be amazing. This is one Fantastic. of those elections where everyone's like, according to this poll, Hillary will win by this much. And Bernie will like, yes, really? of course. Yes. Yeah. No, yes. Don't. don't. Those, would those be the self-same polls that said uh, that uh, Romney was going to win? Yeah. Uh, also, to once again quote Ron Paul, Bernie. If memes and Facebook likes were votes, Ron Paul would have been president for the yeah. last eight years. Yes. They aren't, yeah. so sorry, dude. Sorry. I just I want this election to be over uh, because the way that the motherfuckers work, uh, 2016's long, heated, disgusting contest will end, and the minute they declare a winner, so now it's time to look ahead to 2020. Correct. Because we are... Trapped in this vicious cycle, and I hate it. Facebook and Twitter, these are amazing tools. I love them. I think they have potential to be amazing. But unfortunately, they have turned America into a shitty version of an awful high school from a movie. I would, I would offer an pro- uh, edit to that. Yes. They have given voice mm. to an asshole. <laughs> yes, that's true. That is true. <laughs> You, you do make a good point there. Uh, part of what gets me about it is, well, the thing is there's this perception that, oh, all of these people are saying terrible things. What, what I love is like, okay, there will be a commercial with an interracial couple. A couple. I just uh, saved money on car insurance. That's so progressive. And um, <laughs> there will be outcry on Twitter. Oh, people hate it. Oh, my God. No. Maybe a thousand out of 50 million Users, yes, complain, which with multiple accounts and shit like that, four or five hundred people, and the overwhelming response is shut the fuck up, shut the fuck of up, course. you're being an asshole. But because there's no money in racist says something, world tells him to go fuck himself. There's no <laughs> ratings in that. It has to be uh, we are a bunch of racists and we're terrible. Here is an example: this one person out of four billion. People and bots and mm-hmm. what have you and 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 sex working bots yeah that follow us at the Life Masters yes. uh, and I follow back uh-huh. uh, I follow anybody back um, come back as well see you see there uh-huh. we're all terrible racists yes because blowjob three forty nine seven said <laughs> yes yes <laughs> Hillary's a cunt mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whatever what whatever it's the mess that we're in but. There's no money. Like I, what I what I use is a perfect example for this. I, we've been watching Kimmy Schmidt. 
Mm-hmm. And the Kardashians will come up and somebody starts quoting a bunch of shit from it's like Kimmy was like, oh well, you know, Rob did this and blah 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 mm-hmm. did that. And they go, I've never watched that show. How do I know this? Oh, because it was on the real news. Duh. All right. People who never watch any of the shit with them know about it. Here's what gets me. The ratings of the Kardashian show are decent for E. Yes. Which means canceled on a real network. Of course. Like a long set, like canceled during the first episode. Yes. Like we go to commercial break and come back to a fucking family feud. Right. Um, but it is, oh, the pretty rich girls who were doing all this stuff. Qu- yeah. They're the popular group. That Remember in high school, the popular group where they were popular, but nobody liked them? Yes. That's what they are. It is this bullshit, stupid high school that does not make sense. So. I don't know. Yeah. So there we are. We got all this shit everywhere. And instead of us being able to use it as a real tool for communication that should be eliminating all of these problems, it's causing more because all we're getting is it, it might Twitter and social media might as well be called confirmation bias. We can push the door closed behind you if you want. It's just letting cool air in. <laughs> um, it's just confirmation bias. Yeah. You know, everyone is awful. So, uh, look, see, there was one comment that said that, blah, 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 so we must be awful. We we all must be awful. And, yeah. of course, when you have my outlook, yeah. you are. We yeah. all are. Yeah. I'm surprised that anything we do social media wise or not any innovation any technology is not used to either kill or fuck each other yeah. or both yeah. at the same time kill frankly fuck, yeah. if you if you're like me you just see nothing but rays of fucking light yeah. look at you what are you talking about yeah. uh, a movie you didn't like thank christ yes I'm not talking about fisting someone to death right. or what have you <laughs> well and that's what uh, i love all the shit where that <laughs> so if you re- if you're like me everything's up yeah yeah, but but I do love that. That's where we jump. Where it's like you don't like force away. Fuck, I'm going to rape you. You cunt. No. Like, yes. Yes. What? Yes. You don't really? agree with me. Yeah. You should die. Mm-hmm. Not only do I disagree. Yeah. But you should die. Yes. After being raped or yes. raped to death. Yes. That's male or female. Tram whatever. Yeah. It's so yeah. fucking stupid. It is. It is. But that's but here where we, are. we live. Yeah. Here this we is, are. This yeah. is who we are. And this is the world we have created. This is who we always have been. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, their <laughs> character is not built. It's revealed. Well, yes. social media cast a giant ugly light on how horrifying we all are. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that great? Have a good time, uh, Oh, my. Social, social media, where you can be your worst self. God. Yes. You're a cunt. You're a cunt now. You've always been a cunt. And the only thing that's going to change is you're going to become an even bigger cunt. Maybe you have some more cunt kids. <laughs> that's that's us. That's yeah, the world. That, that is, that's it. Sorry. That's the Sorry, world. That's it. Sorry if you don't want to believe it. Uh, so there's good stuff too there is there is like John Cassavetes yes Yes. now this one uh, now I'll start it out with what I said to you John Cassavetes is a Howard Rourke of filmmaking he is like Spike Lee exists in the way he does shit Mm -hmm. because Cassavetes showed it was possible who's gonna let you make that movie that's not the question who's gonna stop me from making it right I want to do this. I'm going to self find We buy all of our own equipment, and then we just go out and fucking film it. Yes. And that's it. Now, my friends do shit in, on these movies for free. I'm going to get students yep. from my uh, workshop mm-hmm. from the Cassavetes Lane 
yeah. Burt Lane, uh-huh. father of Diane Lane, uh-huh. workshop. We're going to do this. I'm going to hire one other professional other than myself. Yeah. The cinematographer. Mm-hmm. Other than that, no one on the film that we're talking about, Shadows, had mm-hmm. any experience in making film at all. At all. None whatsoever. That and, is yeah. bananas. Yep. And that is, he is very much, there's a reason, the father of independent film. He oh, yeah. birthed the movement by accident. Nowadays, it's, an ex of mine and I had an argument where I made a statement that she thoroughly disagreed with, but was complete, but is completely correct. Um, the Star Wars prequels are big budget independent films. Okay. Completely financed by George Lucas. Yeah. He had distribution lined up ahead of time but it was completely done by him. And her response was, no, independent film is a style. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? So the fact that we went and saw Juno, and that was a Fox searchlight. Right. It had stars in it, had a known director, had studio backing, but because of the style, you consider it an independent film. I got a confused look on my face in yes. case you're wondering. Yeah, there. as well you should have. Oh, and I saw an article from something online where it was like the badass woman. Hold on, I got to find this. I got to find this because I mentioned the film which should not be named. Um, let's see here. Movie pilot directors. And there was this great thing that was, uh, well, not great thing, this hilarious list that was uh, badass women that you need in your life, uh, <laughs> da, 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 type uh, yeah. type statement. I need to find it because one statement in it is the most. Oh fuck! You don't agree. You're an awful you. person. Yeah. Um. Nine badass heroines ah. we all need in our lives. Okay. And Actual. so it starts out, you know, out of Africa. Really cared Juno, and I need to read this. You said badass, right? Yes. Not bad. Juno's genius and witty dialogue. Yo yo yiggity yo. I'm pregnant. Yo, yo, yiggity, yo. Juno's genius and witty dialogue provides us with perfect examples of how to deal with situations that seem too too crazy to handle. When Juno's asked by the baby's future adoptive parents if she's really going to do this, she said, if I could have this thing and give it to you now, I totally would, but I'm guessing it probably looks like a sea monkey right now. We should get it a little cuter. Kudos to you, Juno, for not completely freaking out at the prospect of having a baby at 16 and saying such a good and level-headed person. Now, let's have some genius dialogue. Hold on. Genius dialogue. Mm. Dialing of her hamburger phone. Yo, yo, yiggity, yo. I'm pregnant. What? Honest to blog? Honest to blog. And then it goes into the trailer. Yes. Jesus, just kill me. Slap, slap my face and uh, make me a vegan. Genius dialogue. You are the biggest piece of shit in this entire restaurant. I hope you burn in hell. <laughs> that is my response to Fuck that. you, yeah. James Gerhard Dirks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck you for putting yo, yo, yiggity, yo directly into my brain. Where it shall stay and fester and annoy not only me, my animals, and my wife. Honest to blog? Honest to blog. <laughs> yo, yo, yiggity, yo. It's just echoing in my head right now. My empty, cavernous fucking skull. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Yes. At no point in your rambling, incoherent yes. response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. 
Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. That is my response to yo, yo, yiggity, yo. Honest to blog. Yeah. So it is, and here's what gets me. It's such a brave movie because it tackles this. No, a studio found this is a topical enough topic that we can invest money into making it and doing all of this shit. Whereas Cassavetti said, I'm going to make a movie about jazz musicians and an interracial relationship. Question mark. 1959. Question mark. Yeah. John Cassavetti's, uh, the Cassavetti's Lane Drama Workshop was established solely to uh, counter method acting that was taking over New York stage and screen, apparently. And he just said, well, let's see if I can do a film that where well, the story evolves from the actors and not the other way around. Nice. Initially. Yeah. And then apparently the nineteen fifty eight cut of this was way more Bebobby Jazz. Yes, if you can believe mm. even more than what we just watched. Just very just dis- uh, dis- yeah. Dis- Some dis- critics yeah. called it unfinished. Uh, yeah. This one that. felt unfinished. It felt unfinished yeah. as well. But kinda and this is gonna sound like the snobbiest, pretentious film thing I've ever said in my entire life, but I actually know what it means. Uh-huh. <clears throat> like, like the... Uh, Whoa. Nothing? I, it's there not you that go, there bad. You go. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not that bad. I've, I set it up too much. That was weird. Yeah, you did. Kind of like uh, Cinema Verite did in France where everyone went, you can't do that. Yeah. And he did anyway. Uh-huh. Same thing happened here. Yeah. This was our version of that. Yeah. Because yeah. it was just... I'm just going to do this yeah, and see yeah. what happens. Uh-huh. And it kind of worked out more. It succeeded more than it failed. Yes, absolutely. I do I do completely and totally agree with that. It did succeed far more than it failed. Because we're watching it going, you know, this is kind of all over the place, but uh, it's still engaging. Yeah, it's totally Not engaging. completely engaging. Yeah, but we checked engaging. our phones. Yeah. We talked. We were yeah. doing other shit. Yeah. But we weren't doing it the entire time. Exactly, yeah. There are movies like that some I've, French films that we've watched. Yeah, I have tuned the fuck out of the uh, yeah. After... 400 Blows, which we were in the whole way. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The rest of those movies couldn't hold your attention the whole time. No. I mean, they were there. It just kind of comes in. Yeah. And then loses you. Yeah. Um, This, it definitely felt unfinished. Yeah. Uh, But I think that was much in the nature of what they were going for with it at the time. Here's what's weird. So we, we talked about this some, like... The idea of interracial romance mm. being a big deal. I get that there are some people who are still, eh, it's not really my thing. I'm not totally. Okay, that exists. But sure. that is so minimal by comparison, especially to the time when this movie was made. Uh, I, yeah. The one that gets me is when people talk about, especially down here, like, oh, man, he's a, a white guy with a Hispanic woman or a Hispanic man with a white that's not like. Wait, what? Don't confuse the Lone Star State, yeah, with the South, yeah, in that particular vein. right. Plenty of the same, plenty of overlap, yeah. But when it comes to white guy with a with a Mexican bride or mm. or vice versa, yeah, it happened since we were our own country, yeah. It, and it's so. not like that's what was weird to me watching Giant when the you know, came mm. in with the Mexican kids. You get those kids at Tamale and the. First off, no. That's, well, not South Texas. Yeah. Now, now, East, now. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are areas oh, yes, that are closer yeah. to the grand old South. Yeah, yeah. That might as well just join them. Yeah. But down but, here in South but, Texas, uh, yeah, you don't even know. It was, I, I as the like, joke the was, an Indian, a Mexican, or your cousin. 
Yeah. For a while there, or, or another Irish person. Yeah. I mean that. That's just how it is. Yeah. It's not. It is not a big. It's not not a big deal. It's a non-existent yeah, deal. There's a, no deal for no, it to be yeah. of any size. It's a non-issue. Yeah. It's yeah. And I've dated. I've dated enough Hispanic women that. Yeah. This is a thing. You're just. No. And it's because there are so many white and Hispanic people that just it's a numbers game. It's not possible now, for it to be avoided. They won't. But it's also not something that they just look at you and have some sort of imagined progressive ideal of I'm colorblind. I just saved money on car insurance. That's so progressive. Oh, yeah, I'm just colorblind. No one sees anything. Of course they see the differences. Yeah. Of course they're vocal about the differences. Yeah. And of course. We break each other's balls about the yes. differences. Here's the thing: we don't kill each other over yeah. the differences. We just—they just are. Mm-hmm. Ah, you're dating that widow. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, yep. Yes, she yep. is. Yes, she is dating. <laughs> I'm as widow as they come, yes, man. Yeah, that's right. And it's—it's it's a non-issue to a point that we can make jokes about it. Yes. and it is ah, just a funny joke. <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah. But hey, you're different than I am, and that's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. Uh huh. Your Unless food we go is to East awesome. Texas, yeah, you're going to get shot. Yeah, probably. That's very true. And by you, I mean the white guy. Yeah, go to Viter. See how that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I just it, look like I belong there. As we've said so many times, it's like, you know, the fact that interracial—that's like a love child, or oh, they're <laughs> divorced. Yes, yes. What the fuck does that even mean? You know, like the, the scandal of interracial marriage. Yeah. Excuse me, relationships, not uh-huh. even marriage. We didn't get there uh-huh. in shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, it's not really so much a, a, a scandal as it is just this one guy's hang-up yeah. in New York. Yes, yes. Uh, uh-huh. First off, there, the, the, go over the story, but there are a couple of storylines floating around right. here. One of them, though, that's sort of the main one, is a woman who is half? I don't know. She is white as either one of us. Uh, yeah, but they put up she black black brother. So yes, yeah, she's half black or all black. And I don't just know. Really light skinned. Very light skinned. Goes out with a guy who they uh, what's the word for it? They uh, fuck. They fuck. Yeah. And uh, they're having a good time, but it's weird because she's not really. Oh, don't worry. It's good. I like you. Then her brother comes home. They're having a wonderful date. Brother comes home, and he's black. And the guy's like, yeah, I've got an appointment. I have to go. I have to go. Uh, he is to immediate, go now. immediately uncomfortable. Yeah. Not, yeah. hmm, I should probably rethink dating her because I don't want to be with whatever. Yeah. He's immediately like, <sighs> Yeah. Immediately shocked. And I have to leave now. Literally yeah. right now. Yeah. Weird. Literally this fucking Very strange. Instant, yeah. And then after he shit the bed, he's trying to make look. How about we we go out to all of us go out to dinner tomorrow? And the brother's like, no, no, I don't want you around my sister. I don't want you to get the fuck out of here, right? Um, and that honestly, I wish they would have focused more on that portion. Because but it's just kind of there. That just, just there, happens. Yeah. It's kind of isolated. Uh-huh. He shows back up again at one point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the sister is going out with another guy, yeah, a, a, a black gentleman who's. I, Another singer? Yeah, he's a singer. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of jazz musicians right. and singers in this, and they're going out on a date. And he gets shows back up as she's leaving with her date, and yeah. then wants to talk to her brothers about talking to her. Uh huh. Very messy. And the brother uh, just uh, first take a big step back and literally fuck your own face. Right. 
Exactly. Goes over about as well as you would think it would yeah. in this scenario. And after he leaves, that's pretty much it. Yeah. That, the uh, if you look at this up on Wikipedia, a story of interracial dating. Not really. Yeah. There's a story with, with an interracial, interracial date. date. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. really and, all and that happens. And what's funny is that, the oddest bit from that was the, the guy who then comes to try and talk to the girl at a party about, oh, hey, you know, he really likes you. He's sorry about all yeah, that. Yeah. But he's the guy that was hitting on her that the dude straight up just cock block stole yes. yes. this chick from him. Just mm-hmm. straight up. Fucking swooped in, off he goes with her. Yeah. Uh, and that goes to, we were watching, and I said, well, I, I, I do not compete. For, I, back when I was single, I, I didn't compete for a woman's attention. She either wants to talk to me or she doesn't. Correct. If another guy comes in and that's who she wants to talk to, cool, have fun. Yes, I'm not driving you to your dates. Yes, you shan't expect me to be sitting here waiting for you when you come back. No. Um, I will just disappear. Yeah. It'll be a, like a magic trick. Yeah. Well, like what happened with, and I told you this at a Halloween party that a friend of mine was throwing, there was a woman there who was so, like, we were hitting it off perfect. It was beautiful. My friends were like, holy crap, Jim's killing it. This girl is way into you, like Mm -hmm. way into you. Then like two of her friends showed up and boom, just ghosted me. Stop talking. Well, you didn't know this, but I knew this lady. You did. And her friends Uh um, have a prejudice against tall white guys. That uh, makes sense. It makes sense. And we you are, are very tall and yeah. very white. We are the the only group it's okay to discriminate against. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I'm going to be that guy. Oh, it's okay to discriminate. No, no, no. Everybody I else has I don't want my easy. daughter dating no hill giant. Mm-hmm. He will destroy the crops. Right. I know what happens. I've seen it. We've lived through it before. Back in the troubles. Yes. The hill giant troubles. The hill giant troubles. <laughs> I know what of happens. Of ought for. Yeah. It was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. But seriously, this is one where, yeah, he swoops in, takes her. They go back to, like, after one date. One date. 1959. One date. 1959. One date. Yeah. In 1959. And it ends with fucking... Yeah. Fucking... Schling uh, a schlong. Schling a schlong. Absolutely. And, um, Turns out she's a virgin, yeah. Despite her uh, uh, worldly front, yeah, and her twenty-year-old uh, worldly front. What's her front? Yeah. She's acting yeah. like she knows everything, right? It's even more insufferable after the fact. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she puts on quite the air uh-huh. uh, that she's lived lived a bit. Uh-huh. And this apparently this scene had fifty takes. Fifty. Wow. Five zero. Yeah. Before Cassavetes went, yeah, okay. Yeah, we're good. I found my truth. <laughs> 50. 50 God, days. what an awkward, awkward time. I'm willing to bet the one that they went with was the last one. Yeah. And just oh, yeah, we're good. exhausted and, yeah, I just, I want to leave. <laughs> Don't touch me. I want to go. Yeah. I just need to go home and go to sleep. This yeah. is terrible. Yeah. It's pretty bad. And, yeah, it does. And after they get off this hump, you kind of, you're, you're kind of rooting for these kids. Yeah, yeah. You know, eh, yeah, probably shouldn't have gone home with him after the first date, but whatever. But whatever. It's yeah, the yeah. beatnik generation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <coughs> everything's loose, baby. Daddy, mm-hmm. daddy-o, mm-hmm. what have you. And uh, then they get over that hump of the initial weirdness, and they are dating, and everything's great. Oh, shit. Yeah. Someone's uncomfortable with someone different than he is. Yeah. Oh, no. That's so weird. It's weird. It's it weird is, yeah. to watch because you're waiting to s- someone to justify the conflict. Yeah. Um. Well, maybe his brother's an asshole. Yeah. No. But it's funny because he's single-minded. But yeah. no. But but then you you do have to frame it for 1959. Of, of course, of course. I'm just saying, yeah. watching it, oh, yeah. you're like, oh, really? And Jesus Christ. The, the brother. What's weird with the way he jumps in. You realize it's noble. 
the, what he's doing is like, no, I do not oh, want yeah, you around course, my sister, your motherfucker. No, we're done here. You're gone. No, 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 man. No, I'll take you both that dinner. I don't want to fucking know you. Yeah. You showed me your ass immediately upon meeting me. Instead of sucking it up, playing it cool until you could make an exit and then be an asshole. Right. Or maybe, you know, yeah. try some self-reflection and yeah. get try, over it. Yeah. Try not to be a dildo. <laughs> Instead, this guy is a dildo. And then try. here's the thing. If you're, here's what I've learned in my 40 years. If you are reactionary, you oftentimes have a mess you then have to go and clean up. Yes. If you are calm and think about what you say and do before you either say or do it, you most often do not yeah. have a mess that yes. you then have to go and clean up. Right. And uh, that means no extra work. Exactly. That's what life's all That's about. That's what it's for me. about, kids. No extra work. No extra work and keep the phone from ringing. Exactly. That's what I do in my professional life. Yeah. I try. Everything I can possibly do. Yes. Everything to keep the phone uh-huh. from fucking ringing. Yep. Because if it's ringing, uh-huh. chances are there's a problem. Yep. Yep. My phone stays silent a lot. Yeah. Manage expectations and deflect blowback. Yes. Yeah. A I lot mean, of it. if you're, and again, you know, if something happens. I, I, I've said many times on Life Masters, at least. When something happens, you're forgiven your immediate emotional response because it's immediate and emotional. As yes. long as you as long don't, as it's within a certain time yeah, period. Yeah, as long as you don't go overboard. <clears throat> yes. And don't turn that immediate reaction into a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Because if you if you're oh my god I'm hurt how dare you how duh, how dare you and turn that into a no now I'm pissed for an hour. Okay, now you chose to be pissed for an hour. I'll give you the piss for an hour. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I would. You I'll, get I'll, give you a, I'll give you a full hour. A full hour. To yeah, react well, in any yeah. way you see fit. Yes. Now as let, long as no one else gets hurt. Yeah. Now then let's look at it. If a day later. No. You're still that pissed, then nope. you chose to be. Yeah. It, you yeah, chose yeah, to yeah. be. Or I did something really awful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In that case, then don't worry about the hour or the day. Yeah. Most realistically, you no. hand it over. Willingly. Hand it over a significant amount of the control you have over yourself as a human being to another person and yeah. said, now you are steering this ship. Right. Correct. And you don't do that. No. You don't Nor do that. you shouldn't. You yeah. shouldn't do that. Get mad. That's great. Wallow in it. It's the uh, um, uh, Danny Pink. You're allowed to be sad for, was it 15 minutes a day? Hmm. You can have 15, but I want, I want all of it. I want you to be crying, Harper. I want my 15 minutes. Right. But outside of that, you need to go on with your life. Sure. And here's the thing. If you look at it, if there is something like this that is enough that it causes you that long-term problem, you've got more shit you have to look at. Now, granted, in this guy's defense, once he got a chance to think about it and got over it, it's, I care about you. There's no difference between the two of us. I'm sorry. But good. when your immediate response is pumping that much shit into the bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Doesn't matter how nice you are afterwards. Mm-mm. You have already fucked up so thoroughly and completely that there is almost no chance of coming back from it. This is what we like to call a learning experience. Exactly. And exactly. You just want to move on down the old dusty trail. Exactly, yeah. It's one of those things that can only happen at a certain age. It is a chasing Amy moment. Yeah. 
you whore, how dare you, rah, 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 rah. fucking hold and dial it down, you know? God, that was on the other day. Yeah. Such an idiot. It really, that's one of those movies, and we'll jump back into a little Chasing Amy discussion here, that I did love at the time. I mean, we were, when that came out, you and I were, what, 21, 22? Yeah. Right in that, that movie was designed for us. And yes. it is very mean, and it's something that when you get older, you look back on and laugh, not because it's a bad movie, but... It's not badly made or anything. No, it's a good movie. I think it's a fantastic movie. But here's the thing. For anyone out there who was in their you know, late 30s or early 40s, if I videotaped anything you did when you were 22 to 20, 25... God, no. You would be fucking no. mortified no. to look at it. That's what I love about the Mortified Podcast. Read your journals. But, and everyone laughs because, ah, oh, fuck, we've been there. Absolutely. We've been there. We've I had kept the, journals. I committed them to the fire. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah gonna, well, like you talked about, the all I have to do is say the envelope. Yes. And your reaction yeah, to absolutely. that was so funny that, because it was like, oh, my God, no, no. I'm wearing a prom dress. <laughs> if I had my brothers running oh, down yeah. my eyes like. <laughs> absolutely. If I had my brothers, it'll find the flame, too. Oh, yes. Dude, I would kill if I could find one of the tapes that we sent back oh, and Jesus. forth in high school just because. Terrible. Who the fuck Absolutely were we? Terrible. Those are gone. Those are long gone. I had them in a box once I'm upon sure. a time. And, nope. In the and and good for the Mortified Podcast and good for the people that uh, that participate. Yeah. Because um, the balls that it takes to do you, that. And, you, I, and I say, what amazing and giant balls you have. Not at gunpoint <laughs> will you get me there oh good lord no absolutely not well here's the absolutely thing as you realize that I was saying it if I could find one of those tapes and then find a thing that would play tapes <laughs> right because I don't have where are those things anything that would play a cassette right now that is a literal de- that is like finding a fucking eight track I think there's a flea market where you could find anything you like yeah Seriously, though, having cassette tapes for me right now is a step away from having, like, old pottery that you can hear sounds from. Right. You know, how they do that, where yes. they, they can play it. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't. It's Aramaic. Yeah. Ooh, listen to them. Uh, but, um. <laughs> what is it? What is the clay pot saying? Yeah. <laughs> nice but this it's weird because it is such a it's people from you ever look at like old footage of or old pictures of like college football players from the 50s or the 60s -hmm. they all look older than we do yes they're like this 45 year old sort of balding 20 year old (laughs) yes people back in those days looked older than we do now yes and part of what made this movie so odd for me is I guess if I'd watched it at the time, I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's a bunch of 20-year-olds. I'm looking at it now, and it, this looks like a bunch of people who were too old to be having these issues. Yes. That, like, yeah. Everyone in it looks <laughs> way too odd. old. But I realize, no, everyone in that movie was 15. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, 15 years old. They were living in New York City. Yeah, don't you people have jobs? Yeah. They don't do anything up till 5 in the morning, smoking cigarettes and talking about nothing. Exactly. Uh, oh, you're 20. Those were the days. Yes. Ugh. Those were the fucking Aren't you jazz musicians being musicians? Yeah. Good God, you talk a lot. Yeah. Come on. 
yep. out there and make music. Exactly. Exactly. Social music. Social music. Change everybody's minds. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't know, man. It, it's it's one of those where it was interesting. It was more of an interesting, like, wow, that is what the world was like once upon a time. Yeah. But the fact that it, this movie very much was jazz. Very much was jazz because lines yeah. come in, lines exit, these characters hit. You don't understand why they're there, and then their storyline just sort of stops. Well, the original cut... Um, the soundtrack was largely Charles Mingus. Okay, yeah, I can, I can see and, that. And um, like four hours of music or something Jesus. Charles Mingus did for this. I may be, I may be off there, but whatever. Uh-huh. Say he did 15 minutes. Uh-huh. Charles Mingus did yeah. 15 minutes for a movie. It was all this Charles Mingus music, and when he redid it and uh, reworked it in 1959, uh-huh. cut the large swath of it just out. Okay. So... It makes that, well, this is jazz, harder. To, it's true. Uh-huh. I absolutely agree with what you said, but it, it makes it, it makes it that through line harder to grasp. Right. Where it's just kind of random shit happening. Mm-hmm. Rather than people that are excellent in what they do being random. Right. <clears throat> well, mentioning Mingus, I have a funny story about that. My buddy Adam Knowles, if anyone uh, listening is a student at Drexel University, uh, if you know Dr. Knowles, he's an old friend of mine from college. He's a guy who's like, this cat has had an interesting life. Right. He, you know, when he was a student at UT, he liked making guitars. Okay. So he took some time off and went and made guitar, like went to a guitar making school. And then he went to grad school in Germany. And now he's got a PhD for writing about Heidegger. And he's like, holy shit, this guy's all over it. Uh, But he, one of the people at the guitar school lived in New York, was a musician and lived like next door to or downstairs or upstairs directly from Mingus. Nice. And one night, he and his girlfriend were smoking pot, getting high, blowing dope, mm. and uh, knock on the door, and it's... Burning Ming- trees. Yeah, it's, it's Mingus. I ask him to like, borrow a cup of sugar or some shit like that, uh, borrowing something, does, and Mingus gives it to him. Mingus goes, hmm, catnip, catnip, and walks off. Jesus like, Christ. Oh, my God. First off. I would be. I would tell that story to every human being I met for the rest Total of my strangers. life. Hey, how you doing? I'm Jim. Let me tell you about the time I met Charles Mingus. <laughs> he just said <laughs> catnip, catnip, because that was smoking trees. Yeah. How fucking great is that? That's fantastic. <laughs> Holy shit. That is uh, happy forever. It's like I met Kurt Vonnegut, and he said, so it goes to me. Uh-huh. All right. What? Yeah. Damn. Awesome. Really? It's a fake story, and that's amazing. I know, yeah. Talks he talks like that all the time. Hello, I'm Kurt Vonnegut. Screw you, Vonnegut. I actually met uh, the woman I work with, the art teacher, is friends with uh, from college with um, uh, Chris McQuarrie's storyboard artist. Mm. And talked about how funny he was. And after the whole thing, I was like, hey, I have a story about meeting Chris McQuarrie that you're going to love. He goes, all right, go ahead. Go ahead. He said, Awesome Film Festival, he did this whole thing. I kind of gauged his sense of humor. And I walked up to him. And this is true, by the way. I said, Hey, man, Usual Suspects got me laid for the first time. And he went outstanding and then <laughs> stood there and talked to me. And I was like, and he goes, that is the best. First off, for, yes, that was the perfect way to the perfect icebreaker. And I go, I'm on the bed. I met him today and told him that. He would remember it. Probably so. Anything else, you probably won't remember anything else. But the guy who walks up to you, you got me laid for the first time. Yes, let us talk and be friends. Absolutely. But that dude evidently rewrites on every, like he did rewrites on 
uh, Force Awakens. Mm. He's on. And he was about to leave Hollywood. He was about to one Oscar for the first script he wrote, Usual Suspects, and was going to th- then just sort of downhill, kind of struggled. Right. And Tom Cruise picks him up for Valkyrie and now fucking rocket ship. Nice. Oh, uh, yeah. Valkyrie to Jack Reacher to now he is the go to for the Mission Impossible movies. Like, fucking hell, man. That's how you do it. You got your shit together, son. Well done. Uh, but no, with this, like, Cassavetes is one of those directors where it's like, no matter, kind of like what I said with Spike Lee, even if I don't like the movie, I respect the balls that it took to make it in the way that he made it. I, uh, I have this running joke with myself about people like this, uh-huh. people that have some sort of political feeling one way or the other on talk shows. Right. They'll call in and say something just obvious. You know, that they've been thinking about for a week, uh-huh. waiting to get into whomever, whatever talk show, Stern right. or Rush Limbaugh. Like, and the then the host is like, yeah, 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 got it. Because they've already thought that. They've already said it. Yeah. A thousand times. And I like to think about the parties that John Cassavetes went to before finally making his first movie. Uh-huh. It must have been, as, as genius as Cassavetes is, the... Six months leading up to Shadows must have been insufferable for his friends and people that he went to many oh, parties with. God, yes. It was all this, if I may. Uh-huh. We gotta stop doing all of this! As he moves his hands around the room. Yeah. In a, a cloudy, cigarette-smoke-filled room. Uh-huh. I want to do something that doesn't have a script. Yeah. I don't even want to direct it. I don't even going to get a permit. I'm just going to walk outside and tell the people to go, man. <laughs> I, oh, and it, multiply that conversation. Excuse oh. me. Statement. By three hours, yes. <laughs> Just <laughs> that. I like that you were the only one. Well, yeah. No one else gets this. Just goes on and on and on. <clears throat> and Whitley Strieber called in. <laughs> Art, um, uh, John Cassavetti wants to make a movie that's not a movie. And he wants to do it without doing anything. Wow. Echo, Echo on this theme is awesome. awesome. For those who don't know... I don't need a script, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't let the story come from the actors, but they're not writers. It doesn't matter, man! Yeah. We gotta stop doing what Hollywood wants us to do <laughs> and just do what we want to do. In fact, I don't even want to do it. And, and everyone's rash. Yeah, good luck with that. All right, John. John, John. Yeah. Aren't you on TV show? Shut up, man! Yeah. Tell you... T- you got to feed Rome, man. Gene understands me. Yep, because Gene Rollins, I, I've said this many times before. I have a, I respect Nick Cassavetes because of his work, and his dad. I fear him because of his mom, <laughs> yeah. because that man is half Gina Rollins. Yeah. And right now, Gina Rollins could kill me graveyard dead and put me deep in the dark, dark ground. Yeah. Without fucking breaking a sweat, she is so awesome. Terrifying. But, yeah, but that, I mean, he was right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it all worked out. Well, and the, <laughs> but, uh, the, the difficulty of that when you are in such an echo chambery like world, it is it is literally offering a slightly different opinion on Fox News or MSNBC. Uh, clearly, what the fuck is this idiot <laughs> what, talking what about? What are you going to do? I want to have a drama workshop that tells those people to go fuck themselves. <laughs> now it says attempt to you know take on the adherence of. No, no. John yeah. Cassavetes was telling them to get fucked. Yeah. 
and acting was not about you staying in the role <laughs> yeah. or drawing from experience. It's mm-hmm. about looking like what I want you to look like yeah. and saying what's in the moment yes. and listening. Yeah. And yeah. When, it, I, when I call cut or print, yeah. you come out of it and we go have a fucking donut. Shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah, you relax. You calm down. You ain't yeah. cooking. This ain't heavy lifting. <laughs> you dial it down. I, could, I just imagine all this. Probably not. Maybe he had uh, a, a huge respect for all of it and just wanted to try something new. Yeah. I'm going to wager that there's a certain amount of just middle fingers. Oh, yeah. That John Cassavetes wanted just middle finger everything. Uh huh. And tried to do something completely new. Yeah. And he did. Yep. This could have been a fabulous failure. Uh-huh. I'm not saying it's a really great success, really, no, uh-huh. but it's It's one of those things where in in what it led to and all of that, it's one in legacy, it is the yes. most successful. There you go. It's sort of my favorite, one of my favorite statements about like influential musicians mm-hmm. is Velvet Underground should be listed as possibly, if not the most influential band that's not the Beatles, it's one of them. Right. It's like, yeah, they released an album that sold 30,000 copies. But all thirty thousand people who listen, who bought it, went and started a band. Like <laughs> yeah. this, yeah, it won the Critics Award at, at I think Venice, mm. and everyone who saw it said, "I can make movies," because yeah, that's yeah, what he was yeah. going for. It's like Slacker, Link Letter, Slacker. I'm not a fan of that movie no. at all, but so many people saw it and said, "Fuck, I can do that." Right. And what it leads to is huge. I mean, Cassavetes, without Cassavetes, there is no Tarantino. That's correct. There is none of that. The American independent thing, Robert Rodriguez does not exist without what Cassavetes did. One article I read on Slate researching this episode said if American independent cinema had a birth date, it would be November 11th when this debuted in 1958 or nine. Mm -hmm. I can't remember which cut it was. Uh, That this was, this movie's debut was the birth date of... Yeah, American independent movies. Because if you look at it, yeah, there were movies that weren't made by the studio. Yeah, but the this. studio system. But there were all things that had corporate backing, right, in the studio right. of some sort, smaller groups, and all. this was the first time that it was like, no, a person is paying for this and making it, and will be beholden to no one in in how it comes out and yeah. what it is when it's finished. Because that's what the problem with the studios. You and I were talking about this before, where it's like. Yeah, we are paying you to make this movie. So we want the movie to be a certain way. But if the flip side of that is, yes, you are paying me to make this, which means you are paying me to put my name on it. And right. yes, it's your money, but it is my film because you are putting my name on it yeah. as mine. So you either want me to create it, to have creative control over it, or what? Right. You know, yeah, why are you paying me this? Like in Chef, you brought me here. My title is Chef du Cuisine, not fucking kitchen manager. Right. You hired me to come up with the menu and make this place work. You then don't get to step in and say, what are you doing making the menu? That's not your job. That's exactly my fucking job. That's what Correct. you hired me to do. Right. And if that's not what my job is, then right. we need to have a different conversation here. Mm. And that's a huge deal. But Cassavetti's... The, there's an inordinate, an inordinate amount of courage that is inherent and necessary in doing that. I mean, how many people have the balls to say, yeah, I'm 100% responsible for this financially, stem to stern, top to bottom, mm-hmm. this is on me? That's a tough one. Many people do not have the guts, the fortitude. No, no, the the bloody-mindedness. Yeah, it's it's this. a Boondock Saints thing where it's like the question isn't how far 
are you willing to go? It's do you possess the fortitude to go as far as is necessary? Right. And that's a big question. How many people do have the guts to go as far as is necessary mm-hmm. with something like this, especially when it is your fucking money? Yeah. Going into it because that's... he got two grand from just people he asked money for. Yeah, yeah. And other than that, he other than that, along with little donations hither and thither, uh-huh. basically his TV work and what he did before his paychecks. Yeah, floated this. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I mean, Wells did shit like that, but he always had a connection to the to to the studios in doing it. He didn't right, pay right. for a lot of the shit himself, but not in the same well, way. Not only that. <clears throat> but Wells had a script. You bet your ass. Yeah. Oh he, yeah. He, he had something there. Oh there yeah. It was a rough outline. At the end of this film, it says this was an entire improv. You just what you just watched was an improvisation. Yeah, yeah. That's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. There was an outline. There's there's some things that were pretty scripted, but the fact that that's how it started as. Yeah. Well, and we're just going to do this. I'll, I'll even argue that it is improvised, but it's not a first shot improvisation. No, 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 no. We're going to improv. Okay, the, the scene. God knew it was rehearsed to yeah. death. Yeah, and it was all improv rehearsal right. until it got to where everything is. Yeah, because nobody throws out supercilious. No, no. in their first pass at an improv on right. something. Uh, but the guts that it took to do that, because seriously, when you're putting up the money, it's. And, I mean, the number of his friends that Cassavetes even said for most of his movies after this, yeah, these are people who are not getting paid to be in this movie. Yeah. And they're doing it because they want to be part of something that has this level of freedom of expression and control over what it's going to be. And that's what sucks. When you are working within the film studio system, Mm -hmm. you do not have freedom. No. You do not get to do shit. I mean, look, again, you, the Batman movies, the original mm. Batman movies, you know, from the Tim Burton up to Schumacher, and Schumacher's like, yeah, they brought in toys, and we're having to design shit based around toys. Right. Because when a studio is betting that much money, and it's getting worse, because mm. it used to be, yeah, the studio's going to, you know, if we're going to put $25 million down on a movie, yeah, we expect something. Absolutely. Now it's, if we're going to put, a quarter of a billion dollars into making and promoting this movie, we better damn well make a billion yeah. and a quarter yes. back. Yes. Because and, and and they should hire accordingly. Exactly. And hire people that know full well, yeah, yeah you are gonna be like Zack Schneider in yeah. Superman, Batman Superman. Absolutely. It's, there you are gonna be doing shit in this movie that is based off what we are telling you to do because that's the product because you're did working you see in. the number? Yeah. The fact that it's worth a shit at all yeah. is kind of a miracle. Uh-huh. But again, like if you hired Zack Schneider, like, wait uh-huh. a minute, this is highly visual. But then what's funny is when you look at it, it had a great opening weekend, but the fall off oh, of course. has been so massive that they're retooling shit that they're working on because they're like... Well, they're uh-huh. they, apparently doing some reshoots on and some pickup stuff on Suicide Squad to yeah. add a little bit more levity. But uh, to say that it's a complete sea change is a Oh, no, it's much. not a sea change. the fact that they are reacting, though, and yeah. they are changing based on the Of course, the they're reacting yeah. because of all that money on the line. Yeah. They and have the, to. And that's, and that's they, one excuse where... Excuse me. Yeah. They think they have. Yeah. Suicide Squad, I think, is going to do well because it, it be looks like a good movie. It looks enjoyable. Yeah. I uh, think it looks fine. I don't, I don't expect any yeah. blockbuster as, as, situation. As I look at it with that movie, if it is a fucking hair short of bananas... 
I don't think it's going to be any good. Now I want bananas. Yeah, I it, just got uh, I just got bushels of fucking bananas in Batman and Superman. Yeah. Now now I want bananas. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward like, to more bananas. It has to be Deadpool levels of bananas. I just want bananas. Yeah, I want bananas it's, from yes. you. I want yeah. things I can't expect from you. Exactly. You gotta throw me curveballs <laughs> and all that shit. You're yeah. delivering wackiness. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm more as I get older, more uh, yeah. excited yeah. about things that. That surprise me. Don't make a goddamn lick of sense. Yeah, but are entertaining. Yeah, something that is entertaining and surprising. Yeah, it's an explosion that I didn't expect. Hey, what was that? Holy crap! Fantastic. You know, watching Deadpool, the opening credits alone, and that like, oh, I am not going to know what to expect in this movie. Right, right. At all. That's good. That's a good thing. Yeah, and that's what we need. That's what we want, and that's how it should be. But with Cassavetes, it was such a totally different thing. With Cassavetes, that is buying a. You know, that, that's buying a Coltrane record. Uh-huh. You know the vibe you're going to get, but you also know he's going to be everywhere on yeah. it. And you're not going to be able to predict what happens. And that's just exciting. Because, yeah, it's an exciting and different way of going after it. Yeah. And when he gets into where it's Falk and Cassell and mm-hmm. Gazzara and I save the best for last, Gina fucking Rollins, right. who I'm sorry that she is the headline on everything. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, you don't love Gina Rollins. I don't understand you. Yeah. She's such a badass. She's such a fucking badass. But that is, that's what you come to expect with this, you know? Uh, I'm really, even though I understand it's a downer, I'm really looking forward to a woman under the influence. Right. Because I haven't seen, the only Cassavetes I've seen so far is Killing of a Chinese Bookie, which is fucking great. Right. The last one in the collection, which is not even in the collection, where it's going to be, you know, a couple of months down the road, Love Streams, is mm. evidently everyone I know who likes Cassavetes is like, that is his best film. Isn't that the canon one? Yes, it is. No. That was, I believe, nominated for many, for, a, for a handful of Oscars. Well done, canon. But here's how I look at it. From what I understand, all the shit that I've read with Cassavetes is the films and their their themes and thematic usage evolve with him. Yeah. This is about youthful impetuate. The impetuousness. Yes. And as it goes on, it connects more to growing up and who you are as an adult. I think this, as a, a free-spirited 20-something, hmm. probably would have read as a much like Chasing Amy, a significantly different movie. And I think yeah. films that are done well can do that. Even though you can look at like Chasing Amy, again, for example, does not resonate with me anywhere near as much as it did when I saw it when I was oh, 20, 23. But here's the thing about it. It shouldn't. Right. And yes. it, it is a perfect encapsulation of that age. And growing up and getting past it, not getting past it, growing up and maturing to where it's a part of you that's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, God, I, that's there, but uh, where that is just a port, where who you were becomes a part of who you are. Is such a it's different a was, way of looking at it. Yeah, it's a was, exactly. It was not. And I look at, what I love about Chasing Amy is looking at it and realizing, oh, wow, I was that much of a pain in the ass right. when I was 20. Oh, yeah. All that shit that I thought that made me such a nice guy. No, you're not a nice guy. You're trying to get what you want. <laughs> and you think yeah, pretending means... to be a nice guy is the best way to get what you want. Right. But don't ever mistake and don't ever mistake the two for being the same fucking thing. Correct. It's it's wonderful, but... Mm. And this, watching it and grow and mature, I think we're going to connect to it a lot more. I think Cassavetti's boldness 
in because I've my problem that I've always had is like I remember when Sybil Shepherd used to come out. There are no roles for women. There are no good roles for women. There are no good roles for older women. For right. Older women. When you're older, there's no. First off, lady, you built your career. You are here today because you were hot when you were young. Oh, sure. That's it. You are here today because of that. Nothing wrong with it. Not blaming no. anything. Surprisingly, but, in a visual medium, yeah, that works. Exactly. Here's the thing. You want there to be more good roles for older women. Okay. You're sitting there asking permission. Mm-hmm. Cassavetes saw a system that was making movies he didn't think were good and he didn't like. Yep. He did not sit there and ask for someone else to change it or ask for them to give him permission or money to change it. He said, I don't like this. Fuck it. I am going to change it. I'm going to put my money on the line. We're going to get actors. We're going to get a script. All of that. And it's going to be on me. You make enough money that you could find a, a female writer your age who's written a script that you could star in and you could put it out as a low budget. Yeah. But what you're saying is, I want an easy way for me to be back where I was when I was the hot 20-something. Right. Instead of saying, okay, I am going to take a chance. Because you're, you're, when you're asking permission, it's very easy for the people you're asking to say no. Mm-hmm. But when you're the one doing it, then you get to make all of those choices. But you have to be willing to take the hit. And that's why I go to whatever you feel about Spike Lee. He went to the studio and said, yeah, I want to make this movie called Bamboozled. Here's what it's about. And they said, oh, no. Right. You make that? He goes, oh, I'm sorry. You heard a question in what I said. Mine was a statement. I am going to make this movie. Right. You're not going to pay for it? Fine. I'm still making this movie. Right. I don't need your permission to do it. And especially now more than ever, we are in that stage. You got to be willing to take the risk. And yeah, taking the risk is being the one to make it. Yep. But if you you cannot ask somebody else to fulfill your dream for you. No. Because they're not going to do it. No. And even if they do, it's suddenly, first off, it ain't your dream anymore. Right. It's their property. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be hollow and empty because it is somebody else's success. Instead of you saying, okay, I want to do this. I'm going to do it. You cannot stop me. And that's incredibly invigorating and inspirational. It really or, is. And if yeah. it isn't, it bloody well should be. Yes. If you don't find inspiration in that kind of clenched teeth, stump a cigarette out and say, oh, I'm going to go kick the shit out of this thing. Yeah. You know, as he puts it out and starts running down the road. Yeah. Figuratively speaking. Yes. Uh-huh. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, it is. And he just said, I'm going to fucking eat it and say, I'm going to do this. Because yeah. I think there's no. He's like, I'm going to fucking do this. Yeah. I'm doing it now. Right. And I don't the need immediacy your and yeah. thirst that yep. that was and that this film was made it's obvious yeah because it went through two different fucking cuts uh-huh. that he he just had to get it it, it was uh, one critic said this looks like something Cassavetes had to get out of his system yes mm-hmm. that seems about right yeah good and, bad whatever yeah I don't even think he gives a shit no just uh-huh. like no I gotta I want to make this movie and that's that is I think the big takeaway where right. it's like. You know, we wanted to we wanted to have a way to express ourselves. We found a medium. Mm. We were listening to podcasts and saying, I, I still remember I can tell you exactly how this podcast happened. I found some Alfred I, I was on I was on iTunes and I looked at an app and there was an Alfred Hitchcock app 
of some sort where it was like, I don't even remember what it was, but it was like some scripts or scene guide to his movie. Mm. So I typed, well, I'm going to see if there's something else. And I typed Alfred Hitchcock into the search bar and it returned a podcast called Watching the Directors. Right. And I listened to that and I listened to everything on it and I called Clarkson and I said, we need to do a podcast. We can do this. And I started listening to a bunch of other ones and now it's all I listen to. Right. But I said, we can do this. And the beauty of it is, because it is an inexpensive thing to do, we will have total control over what we do. No one will be able to tell us what we can and can't say or do on it. It's ours. Right. And so we started. Granted, this is a minimal risk. I mean, there there is no there there, there is no there there is no loss if this doesn't do whatever, well. motherfucker baller. Yeah. It's easy to grin when your ship comes in. And you've got the stock market beat. Pile of cash. But the man worthwhile is the man who can smile when his shorts are too tight in the seat. Kiss my sweaty balls, you fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what we say to the world with right. this. But that, that's the thing. We are... We're, we're on the smallest scale imaginable doing that. Yeah. And, and you should, too. Yeah, you should, too. Exactly. If there's Whatever, something, it, yeah. whatever it is. Whatever it is. Because it, it goes back to this fear of success that a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. Um, because like doing this and nobody listening is to me the same as talking about doing it and not doing it. Right. Well, no, no, it's better than talking about no, doing it. Absolutely. Not doing it. Yeah. If we do this and twenty people listen to it, okay, cool. We got it. Right. We got this. So yeah, it's uh, fucking easy shit. But Cassavetes took it a step further, and that is baller. And the next four weeks are going to be fascinating. Yes, they to will see be. how it grow- grows from here. Is that uh, is there anything else we really need to say? Not really. Really? Okay, cool. So we're just gonna go ahead and go sexy out of this one. <laughs> um, yeah, our email is thefilmthugs at gmail.com and all the shit at the beginning. But uh, seriously, I it's too easy not to do things and wait for someone else to do it. No one wants to be the first one through the breach, you know? No. The first one over the top of the trench because that opens shit up a lot. But the fact that Cassavetes didn't even realize he was doing that. You're like, yeah, we're just making a movie. I know. <laughs> I love making movies. I love being around people who make movies. It's fun. It's what I enjoy doing. I think he had to do it. Yeah. I, I, I would definitely agree with that as it was... He had to. Yeah. He felt he felt a uh, not a responsibility but a necessity. This what's has that, to what's happen. What's that meme? When success is as important to you as breathing, uh-huh. then you'll succeed. Yeah, there yeah. you go. And to him, I don't even think success was what other people view success as. I think to him, no success, success means we did it, doing it. We made this, and uh, it's pretty interesting, man. Very. So uh, yeah, next week since we're talking through all of this, next week is. 1968's Faces. Uh, ooh, a disintegrating marriage under the microscope. <laughs> Here we go. Wow. Hey, we're talking. Now we're getting into Casavetti's. Now we're going <laughs> to. Next week, we're breaking the seal on those scotch bottles. Oh, my. Next week, we'll either be brought to you by Banker's Note Scotch or Inverhouse Scotch. <laughs> Have you From ever the wondered. Bottles that bounce. Yeah. Have you ever wondered what a. Dollar thir- uh, what a $13 bottle of scotch tastes like. You're about to and find out. And by that, I don't mean a glass bottle or a small bottle. A $13 handle of scotch. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
If only they had Vat 69, the scotch yeah. that won the war. But they don't, so... Thanks for listening. Au revoir, go fans.